Everybody and welcome to a completely new podcast on this podcast feed. This ain't a disco home companion. I will speak of that no more. Right now, we're you're listening to "Can't Picardly Wait," <laughs> and um, yeah, my name is Wade Bowen. With me right now is Sean Parada. Hey, hey, Glenn Hall. Hello. And Benny Schechner. Hey, Wade. Good to be here. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, no feelings, as oh. we were called at one point in time. Mm-hmm. Throwback. Yes, but uh, getting the old gang back together, you may have heard some of these guys before on that other podcast I just mentioned that you're subscribed to. Uh, <laughs> so you might have heard that. Yeah, you, you may have heard of that. I wanted to go ahead and up top just, just thank uh, Sean Parada and... Chris Gallucci for our oh amazing my. theme song there. Uh, many thanks. Ooh. Thank you to them. And I'm sorry to the <laughs> listeners yeah, and, and my ap- fellow casters. <laughs> and apologies to Paul Westerberg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, any any surviving members of the replacements, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yes. You don't deserve this. But uh, the rest of us doing... <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm there for it. Uh, Camp Picard, <laughs> Lee Waite, you're listening to it. Yep. This, as you may have gathered, is a podcast where we're going through the new Star Trek show called Star Trek colon Picard. Yeah. It really, really rolls off the tongue. Yeah, right? So, I mean, I guess it. I guess it's self-explanatory. You may be familiar with Kickers of Elves and the Rules of Acquisition and a Discovery Home Companion that we've gone... This is this is a completely new thing, except it's on the same feed. <laughs> on it for a different show. Up top, I just wanted to say a few things about you know one thing I've discovered, um, no pun intended, <laughs> in my like thirty-five dog years as a podcaster doing things is <laughs> that there's there's really there's like there's no accounting for taste. You know, everyone has a hot take on whether something is good or not, and the reality is that there's really only one. A definitively true opinion on any good takes, and that one's mine. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Undisputed. Yeah. But, well, that's the thing, though. I've noticed that it's a hard way to exist because, you know, you tell people the truth and what is the definitive take to have, and and they still disagree with you. Mm. Like, uh, that's mm. a, you know, that's a problem that had a whole lot on rules of acquisition and uh, that first season of Discovery Home Companion, especially. Woof. <laughs> hey, hey, now, wait a minute. Wait, 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 fuck you. No, uh, <laughs> that second season, though, uh, how about that? Uh, no. Crickets. We love it's it. Good stuff. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> right. But, uh, and, and, and if you listen to our book podcast that James and Hugh and I do, this newest season of the Hashish and Superiority Book Club, you'll get a lot more of those uh, conflicting ideas about, like, what is good or not. And then, like, coming through... This, the zeitgeist on Twitter and everything with the Watchmen show and people hate that and that's awful or except 
unless you're like one of the premier critics like in Alan Seppenwall, you think it's the best thing ever. And I, <sighs> there's no definitive takes to be had except for, you know, for the toxic garbage stuff. And I don't want to be that for Star Trek because, you know, like it's Star Trek, it's silly. Or is it? So I don't know. There's no wrong takes to be had except for the ones that are really wrong. And you know what you are, <laughs> especially for some of the Star Trek people. But not the other Star Trek people, like the ones listening to this. Y'all are all lovely. The other thing that I've had a lot of thoughts about lately, and this is a thing that we've gotten into a whole lot on uh, with James and Hugh, IP rules everything now in the culture. Like, it's all about pre-existing IPs, and that's... Mm-hmm. And critical culture, it seems like, is it's it's all Easter egg-based at this point. So it's like every... You're, you're, you'll see uh, a million articles, and actually by... Friend of the pod that was on last season, Ryan Britt. Hey. Yeah, he, he's pretty good at catching all these Star Trek Easter eggs. And I love that shit, too. But uh, at the same time, I'm like, all right, there's got to be there's got to be something more, right? Is there something? And I don't know. That's kind of what I'm interested in exploring maybe with this podcast. But also, fuck it. Like, I don't know. I just want to have a good time with it. So <laughs> We're here to celebrate, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Absolutely. I don't know. Sorry. I think I take my I've got something to say. Soapbox moment there. That's just kind of something that I wanted to get off my chest up top. Well, I think it's interesting that you brought up the IP thing because actually, you know, just since we recorded the second season of Discovery <laughs> or sorry, the, the second season of Discovery Home Companion, not the show itself, but <laughs> I um, think they I think they're uh aware that we didn't do yeah, safe bet. You know, we actually did all the we recorded all the ADR yeah. for uh Season two of Star Trek Discovery. So all the haters on Star Trek Discovery, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's our fault. You're shitting on us. All those Michael fight noises, that's us, baby. Ooh. Right. So all those people that got mad at me on Twitter and the internet for like not liking Star Trek. and yeah. I mean, it's just because I'm trying to be my own worst enemy here because I don't want to pat myself on the back too much Was it? For, I... for all that work I did with Alex and Akiva. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time. I think this is a, a unique opportunity to like Star Trek. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. So yeah, going into it, I just want to have some fun with this, and uh, so yeah, I guess we can get on into talking about this show, which is the triumphant return, or not, if you're uh, Daniel Franich from the e- Entertainment Weekly, who hated this you know so like i said yeah it seems hard to hate i could see like being like meh it was fine but like hating it seems yeah like you have to work very hard well i'm gonna have i'm gonna we're gonna get into that because i want we're gonna get into everybody's opinions and yeah and like there's i i think there's there's a couple of ways to view it but Mm. yeah and just for the record his name is darren franich just just you know just in case he listens. What did I say? You said Daniel Franich. Oh, okay, yeah. You're oops. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you should try liking Star Trek. Oh, he loves Star Trek. He's he's the big. That's, he's their that's, big. Ah, uh, that's, that's the problem. Oh yeah, he's, he yeah yeah he writes he writes a lot on like uh, genre stuff. Like he's, he's uh, too close to it. <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah. Probably it happens a lot. Yeah. So before we get into like a recap of this, do y'all have any thoughts about Captain Picard? Or this show, because none of y'all are really Trekkies, is that right? No, that is correct. 
Yeah, I like I've just since we started doing the podcast, I, I like watched some of the original series. And but for what it's worth, you know, Next Generation was my introduction to Star Trek. Like I like first contact, I think, was the first Star Trek thing I had ever seen. Yeah. So, um, so the first thing you saw was the movie. So, right, not a yeah, true, so, so in other words, you're not a trick. Right. <laughs> so that, that's the thing. And, 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 Again, no. Nah, yeah, because we could get into every little minutia, and I'm sure we will, but I guarantee you that there are nerds on the internet listening to this that know more than we do. Yeah, for sure. Like, and, you know, they, they've uh, reviewed different podcasts on uh, iTunes and told me I didn't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Nah. Know, yeah, that's fine. Uh, we're not here to know what we're talking about. We're here to talk. Right, right. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. But we'll get into different nerd corner bits and and whatnot. Yeah, we're yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what are we doing here? That's that's the real question. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. So general thoughts about this episode, then I guess. I loved it. I thought it was great. Okay. I thought it was really good. Okay. Quick, succinct. And Sean, what did you think? Yeah, I thought it was yeah, really good. Feels right. Okay. Yeah, I I, I did had some really dopey stuff that I still loved, and I like when it got dopey. It usually wasn't that bad, right? What was the dopiest part for you? I I'm just curious. Oh oh my oh my god! What was the uh, everything I mean, with what's her face? Yeah, what's her face? Yeah, the Dodge. Yeah, every all the it, none of the Dodge stuff worked for me at the all. Dis- yeah, the discovery that she has a twin, she has a, a twin. twin. <laughs> I was like, fuck, <laughs> fuck, right? The fuck, and I loved it. It was again like it did not make me mad the way like dopey stuff in other shows does. It made me laugh. Like it made me smile. It was fun and ridiculous. But it was like supposed to be such a moment of of like a twin, and it's like all right, that's fucking stupid. Yeah, and I love it. Yeah, I mean, I have a twin brother. Right, right. right. So I fucking hated that part. But, <laughs> yeah. But hey, I'm trying to be positive and lighthearted about this. So yeah, so I have some. My thoughts on it are a little more nuanced. It was good. Hmm. Except it was also hack. It was the best of shows. It was the worst of shows. I agree with that. Uh, it does a very good veneer of doing the prestige show of serious show. It's serious. And, but because, uh, okay, so the first part of the show, it does, it sets up the world post nemesis pretty well, I thought, right? With, yeah. Captain Look, I, I haven't seen. I've seen one episode of Next Generation, and this I could completely follow everything. It made sense. I've never. I've seen none. Oh wow! Of TNG, I've seen none of. Uh, yeah, I've never seen uh, Patrick Stewart in Star Trek before. I watched this episode, and uh, I felt like I understood uh, what was going on perfectly. I didn't have an issue. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm 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 like, you know, very again, just basically from the movie and, and just a couple episodes here and there. I know who the characters are, but I don't know much about like the specifics. I wasn't lost at any point. I thought they did a good job of, of you know catching you up on the important stuff. Mm-hmm. If you if you described Star Trek in general as hack, would Trekkies get mad? Some, yeah, maybe. Okay. Cause it cause like I, I guess to me, like I guess hack always has like a negative 
connotation, but I, I may, maybe like camp is is the right. the positive version of hack that Star Trek is more than okay. So, yeah, when I mean hack, I mean it. It's leaning into uh, certain tropes that I noticed. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah so because yeah. okay. Uh, just a, this was a script. Michael Shabon was is the showrunner name for this show. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, you know Pulitzer Prize winning author of the Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay, and and also mm-hmm. uh, a failed Micronauts shared universe project that he was working on with Akiva Goldsmith. <laughs> oh. Which which kind of buys into that whole like oh my god the the IP saturation of what remember that old thing we're gonna make a shared universe about it like i don't even know what that i don't know what micronauts is they're like toys weren't they toys from like the 70s and yeah they're that's that's all you need to know Uh, (laughs) you know i'm ancient uh compared to you guys and micronauts were were already gone by the time i was a kid so (laughs) they were like the precursor to the precursor to transformers something like like just in terms of like the the Right, so cultural it, market it, it doesn't matter. It, this that uh, Michael Chabon is great, but then okay, he's got a history with Akiva Goldsman, who was the screenwriter on this episode. Mm. And my previous feelings about him aside, that's where I felt like the hack tropes came in. Like this, and you know, the people that love the Trekkies that love this are going to kind of maybe get mad at me. But this is if you read that entertainment. EW article that Darren wrote it but like the show does a very good job of setting the tone and all the backstory stuff does a good job of setting up the exposition and the world building except the tropes okay the uh, interview with a reporter that has an ulterior motive yeah <laughs> that's we we talked to her the talking about you leaving starfleet is off limits yeah but can i tell you what i like about that it's an effective yeah. device but it's like also uh, uh but yeah tell me what you liked about it sorry i like knowing that picard is famous yeah i like knowing that that's yes that well, picard I, is like like how he's perceived in the world, you know, that he is sort of this prestigious figure. Because, I, I don't know, usually every all the Star Trek I've seen were pretty much relegated to that ship. And mm-hmm. you don't really know, like, on Earth, like, do people know the crews? You know what I mean? Do they and know who Captain actually, Kirk is? Yeah, because the, the, the Enterprise is the flagship of the Federation. <laughs> right. But. Right, but that, like, yeah, I mean, if, right, when, when they just spend time on the ship... That doesn't necessarily mean that, like, that they're famous. So it is yeah, nice right, exactly. to know that, like, when Picard does an interview, like, the world pays attention. Right, like, right. that's cool. It is, that's a great, like, little just living in the world thing. But there's no denying it's a hack trope. There's no yeah. denying. For sure. It, sure, but, like, th- that's what I like about it is kind of what Benny's touching on is that this episode really, for the first time in my, like, you know, very brief experience with Star Trek, really explored, like, what the outside world is like for for everyone that's not you know in Starfleet that's not on a ship or not on a a space station like what is the culture like? I did like the this is probably the closest look at what we've gotten at what life is like on Earth for people in the Federation, mm. which was nice. I I like that and it actually does it very well, like setting up. I mean, the complaint is that they're on Earth the whole time, and that's not Star Trek. Well, listen. But. Well, let me. Well, then, this brings you to our first 
edition of Sean's Prediction Corner. It's our dog. When does it? when does Pat Stu get on a spaceship? When when does he get on a spaceship? When does it happen? What episode? Glenn, I already go. read Glenn, what episode. Two. It is. Glenn, you're on the clock. Ne- ne- next episode. I guarantee you, by the end of next episode, there will at least be active plans to get on a spaceship. Wait. Uh, when does he get on a spaceship? Episode four. Four. Wow. Wait. That's late, Benny. Uh, you said you said you read it. Yeah, I read the, it. I read it, but the, I read it. I read episode four. So. so. <laughs> oh, okay. Great. Oh, did you also read that, Wade? Uh, I think so, probably. You're a motherfucker. Well, uh, fuck. I'm the only right. one that Glenn didn't was, cheat. But, but, if the but show, if the show was just on Earth the whole time, I would have no problem with that. I would also have been cool with that. I've said in the past that my ideal version of the show is just Picard on his estate in France, sitting by the fire, and people from his life come and visit him. That's all. Oh, that's I like. great. That's and you know. Yeah, see, because that's the shit that worked. That was right, the stuff yeah. that I liked in the episode. Yeah, that's another thing. I'm another complaint is that this isn't Trek enough. But like, fuck that. I don't care about what. Well, well, because that right, because then because the, that's the question. Like, what is Trek? And I can't imagine a more boring conversation. Yeah. Well, but I was wondering, like, I don't know. To a Star Trek fan, is this play at all? Like, right. You know, or is it just another TV show? It's a well, fair question. Yeah. Some I, it, the the answer is results vary. Some people are mad. You know, it's. But it's Star Trek, so that's like the classic. Some people get mad at it. Right. Some and, and this is also notable that this is a show that is, in premise, title, everything else centered on a single character, which is not the typical like status quo for a Star Trek show. Like even I know that where you know yes, there's a captain who who tends to be the main protagonist, but like it is at the end of the day about the ensemble. And I right. I think that well, this is kind of oh sorry uh, go ahead. no I mean. Yes, that's the classic Trek, except when people have made uh, the uh, disparaging uh, comments that Discovery had that same problem being the Michael Burnham show. But Yeah, it's... and, and but I, I've said I don't want to talk about Discovery that much, and I'm sorry I'm bringing it up. No, no but, but I mean, but it's fair. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's... It's a fair criticism. You know, when we liked Michael Burnham, we liked her, and boy, when we didn't, we didn't, but... Uh, Can I make a Discovery comparison while we're talking about this? Just yeah, to- we're here. Um... It looked, I thought, cheaper than Discovery, which I thought was weird. Huh. I yeah, I mean, I I thought the fights, like the action, like didn't look good at all. Boy, that's another that that's and I I mean, I, sorry, but yeah, I, I I think I agree. I think like probably because they were on Earth and they were doing, they were like, uh, let's save the money for the the space. Stuff. I guess that's probably well, what it is. Well, yeah, and 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 I think again, I don't think this is. I think what might be happening is people are expecting this to be another Star Trek show in the sense of like, well, of course they go to a different planet every week and there's a thing and this and that and that. Right. But I, I think this is supposed to be something very different. And I, yeah, clear. Yeah. And I, I really like that. It is this, you know, it, it's a bit on the nose to compare this to uh, old man Logan, uh, you know, given Patrick Stewart's involvement. But like, I think oh, yeah. that is sort of the thing they're going for. I've here. seen that comment a lot about the show too. Yeah. It's, a, it's all yeah, man. That makes sense. Yeah. Which he's and, an old man. So, I mean, fine. Oh, right. He's old. I don't care for the works of Mark Millar for the most part, but like old man Logan, like he is a really, the, the concept has, it was a good just, movie. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great movie, but also, Logan's great. Yeah. Yeah. But also just the concept of like, what does this character's world look like after it has ended in some fashion or form or other? It's become a huge 
cottage industry and comics in particular, you name a famous comics character, they have their own old man Logan. Green Lantern. The, he actually might have one coming up soon. Batman got one. Harley Quinn has the one. Fl- uh, doesn't count. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Yeah. So it's not true what you said. Nope, you're wrong. Batman had one first. It's called Dark Knight Returns. But anyways, back to... <laughs> uh, he has another one recently called Last Night on Earth. Shut up. Um, but nothing for Green Lantern. Nothing yeah. for Green Lantern. Yeah, d- another one of those tropes is uh, is related to the, the fight scene. When, oh, you know, when they go and when they get the girl... And they put, yeah. they don't know, she, and then they put her, she's activating! Yes. The fact that they uh, actually said the line, she's activating, it's like, oh no! That brings me to some of my other, I was I was going to go down the line of all the hack cliches that we have here. Oh yeah, sorry. No, I didn't no. mean to, Can I no, just say, it reminded me of, did anybody else watch the show Chuck? Yeah, it's very Chuck. It reminded me of Chuck. Yeah, it was, it was a very Chuck <laughs> moment. You sort of had that whoosh moment and then she's uh she's the machine well even the way it was visualized was like the same as chuck i thought it was weird. Yeah, it's the it was. same as a lot of things uh, yeah it is that's that's that is hack that's hack sure. number like okay the world building and the way it's set up is nice i like the that yeah the it, but it's akiva goldsman is a uh industry veteran he knows the tricks Oh yeah, to right. to pretend to be deep or whatever. So he's like, oh, right. this works. Make Will Smith the devil. Yes, <laughs> and you know, like, oh, I'm gonna do that prestige. You know, oh, True Detective season three did this. Apparently, Aaron Sorkin's done it several times. Is you know, oh, this show reminded me a lot of The West Wing. Also, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so I mean, and then yes, uh, big trope number two is the girl with the amnesia that doesn't know something Oof, but that almost. turns out is secretly good at fighting yes. <laughs> that that's like okay it's Rose, we were watching firefly firefly any number of spy movies i guess you know, logan, logan. <laughs> yeah that's, that's funny doesn't she have powers in that movie i don't remember uh, yeah she's she's a, she's a baby wolverine yeah she's a clone of wolverine yeah, oh yeah uh, yeah so the, the yeah that's another one and once it got into that stuff is where I was like, give me the world building and the, I'll let you have the Picard interview thing. Cause it, like I said, it's an effective device. But then once it, she got into the amnesia fight, Listen, I, I just think it sucked cause she was going to get laid, you know? Yeah. Oh, she yeah. was going to get laid. And then they, uh, and then they, to they, so that very nice looking alien. That was a very nice, what kind of alien is that? Zahan. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but uh, Zahayan. Uh, she that's said, a, "She said, show me those famous Zahayan instincts." I don't know what a Zahayan right. is, but that's what she called. No, them. you're right. Mm-hmm. And they've seen there before. You, I, they've been on Trek before, so thank you. Gotcha. Okay, that's that's a good catch. But e- even that scene before the the Romulan SWAT team showed up. I thought that was, again, that was like a really interesting bit of world, like a little like set dress or world set dressing, essentially, yeah. where like you saw how people get takeout, like not oh, saying yeah. that that makes a good episode in and of itself, but I feel oh, like that was cool. I don't know. Doesn't that make a good episode? I want to watch. You want to get the little details, Star Trek right? Grubhub? Yes. <laughs> I want an episode just from the, uh, the <laughs> delivery driver's perspective. <laughs> well, but no, but there's no delivery driver because it seems like. Yes, I know. That they have food replicators in the 24th century. Watch some Star Trek, man. <laughs> That's yeah. the show you yeah, I, I, That is what people that is what people will tweet at me though. Yeah. So, and also she's a secret she has a secret past she doesn't know, but she's got yeah. a stupid necklace that yeah. is like the the number of very convenient plot contrivances in this. <laughs> you know what I thought was funny about the necklace? Uh-huh. Everyone is like, oh, what a unique necklace. Right. <laughs> That's like the phrase. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, no, it's uh, not. Uh, it's just a fucking necklace. I could get that off of Etsy in like two minutes. Come on. Yeah. 
Well, I, and, and it was literally like just two interlocking circles. So like, yeah, that's that yeah. was definitely contrived. But what an unusual necklace, right? Well, but that but it's enough for scientists later to go. That's the his calling card, right? Another thing about the dodge plot is the all I know is that I have to find Picard, yeah. and it's like okay, that's another yeah. very convenient plot. Like okay, and it gets you where you need to go. I get it. It's fine, right? Picard's got to get in, right? In it's this, just and and if she's right, I mean if she's data's daughter then she would have to find picard i get it yeah they made data fat <laughs> brent spiner made data fat <laughs> yeah yeah i just <laughs> boy that face was round yeah. <laughs> i don't i don't want to i don't want to body hey, shame. yeah i was about to say be older. nice to brent I'm, spiner he's no 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 i'm i'm good for him he, was, he still got it it was just i mean it, it was just jarring right brent spiner's just happy he's got work again i think brent yeah spiner's exactly fine. i don't think he's too upset yeah, the convenient, the, the oh, I know I can find you, I, I, f- I feel safe around you, Picard being, oh, I trust this crazy girl that's like, instead of saying, hey, can we call the uh, the mental health people, We this girl's in distress, that she's crazy, he's like, yes, I believe you immediately. I mean, and you can, you could even say that's in Picard's character, except a famous person as famous as him, I'm sure has people. Sh- right. It's not the first time some crazy fan has come to the estate to find him. Right? But it does seem like so true to to him as I know him anyway. Right. That he would trust her immediately. Not just trust her, that he would take her in. Right. right. And, and, and actually, that's another thing I really liked was that scene where they were sitting out by the archives. And he said, like, you know, if if you are who I think you are, that, like, makes you really special to me. Like, you're, you know, the subtext being, like, you're the only part of someone who is very dear to me. And it's, I think it's choices like that that sort of outweigh the admittedly, like, clumsy tropes that, that you know, are, right. you know, riddled, this episode's riddled with. Well, but- I think, right, I, I think it's, it's just, like, it becomes exhausting to me anyway, like, when she leaves, you know, like, yeah. when she gets there and he takes her in, and then the next morning, after, like, nothing has happened, she's gone. Because it's too like, dangerous for him. I, I, like, and- I, I feel like... There's probably a scene cut where she like is like ah they're gonna you got time you, know. you got your own streaming service put it in. it's it's right this, put it, this episode put it in. and even then I don't think it would make a difference I think it's just a dumb plot point it's yeah it's it's all stuff because Akiva's very knows to how to string the, but he's like this is what's gotta happen next and it and don't think about it just make it happen like you could right I, yeah I, I think it, right you can get the two of them. Where they need to go together without her having to be like, I have to protect him by running away, even though I just got here and he can right. protect me and said I can stay. Like, uh, all right. And his when she's talking about her memories and he's like, they're yours, you're keeping them. You could argue that feels like, why does he? But that actually is a pretty nice bit of character for Picard because yeah. he's lived if you go to the this is okay sorry I'm that guy now <laughs> the the inner light a very good Peter Allen Fields written episode of TNG he lives a whole life yeah. in the span of like a day and and they're, you know they're creative memories but they're real to him and so he when right. he recognizes whether they're actually happened or not they're yours and they're no one can ever take them away from you that's that, cool that was a nice little moment yeah. but crammed into the immediately yes i believe you let me take care of you right which felt stretched when a crazy person comes onto your estate and you're a big famous person like well and this is like this is what i think really works i mean all and a lot of this is on patrick stewart's shoulders like he's a terrific actor and and really like sells the material but i i do think the 
the mission statement of the show is like, this is someone who has fought to protect what he sees as this utopia, like a greater world, a better world. And I, I think this episode at least establishes that like that has started to slip away when, you know, the Federation uh, abandoned like the Romulan empire after the supernova. Like you see like that, that's again, this is why there's so many things where, Yes, there's a trope, but, like, something about how they executed it made it forgivable to me because that scene where he talks about, like, how they abandoned the Romulans, like, he... Again, they were lives, that, not Romulan lives, but yeah, lives. Yeah, yeah. Lives. Oh, that was like, great. That was fantastic. That was and, and like, that that ethos of the show where it's, like, he is he's sort of, in a way, a relic of a better world. And, and again, this ties back into the, you know, the whole old man Logan trope in general. But, you know, he, the show presenting him as this guy trying so hard to not not fight change, but to, like, remind people of their better selves that, like, this this world isn't totally lost to us. And so I, I'm very excited to see, like, where this goes. And maybe it's going to go in a completely different direction. But, like, see, I, I d- Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's an argument uh, that detractors can make about like, why did they have to fuck up the Federation? Like Star Trek has been about this is like going grimdark. Oh, now we have to do it because it's about modern times. We have to make it a dystopia. It's about Brexit. It's about uh, Syrian refugees. Uh, That's people like, what the fuck? The Federation stands for something and now it doesn't anymore. You took my Federation away. That's that's a that's that's a Trekkie point of view again, but I actually don't mind what they did with the show to an extent. To well, as long yeah. as they're well, but again, because Star Trek was always political, you know, right. like to argue that to argue that yeah, I mean, this is what happens, you know, like you're inserting politics into my Star Trek. Oh, it's not or it's my not Star the poli- Wars it's or my you know, like, it's not yeah. the politics of it. It's the uh, hopeless the, the dystopian nature of it, and people are like well. Right. Well, this is about our times. Like the original series was made in the middle of the Cold War in the '60s, right. so things weren't like exactly right. It was about their times, but yeah. but it's... the Federation still stood for something, kind of, you know. But this, right. you know it. But and then TNG is that, but it's in the you know that's after the uh, fall of the wall and the end of history and everything. Right. But like, that's the thing. It's like you know, prosperity and peace are very fragile, and they're things that you you have to to work for and I, and I really respect the show for you know using the uh, admittedly the the um, the lens of like our current times to really show how even in the federation this utopian vision that like it's not a given it's not for granted it's 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 something that like people strove and worked for and, and there is like that line right. well you know what did that also DS9 did it but, but you the know. rules of acquisition on Apple podcasts right I want to respect that but I they they're gonna have to earn it like and I'm not sure that it, like yeah I mean I think you're off to a fine start you know like you announce your intention you know that like yeah, yeah this this world has cracks in it and Picard is the one who sees them and is willing to yeah and is willing to step aside you know like to to put his own you know and to go off to Chateau Picard <laughs> and uh, and hang out with his dog number one and just, you know, and I, I mean, and yeah, I think that's a promising start. But I think like, I think you risk, you know, now we have to go find the twin who's in a, a box <sighs> and well, we have to go. What is the box? I don't understand. Okay. It's a Borg cube. Glenn? Hey, Glenn, 
You said this in a text message. You better stop fucking saying Borg Cube, or I'm gonna fuck you up. What? <laughs> do, do you guys hear how he talks to me? Yeah. Stop saying Borg Cube. <laughs> like anyone should know what it is. Hey, hey, Sean. I guarantee <laughs> everyone that is they all know has found this podcast knows what a Borg Cube is. Yeah, I know. Well, we made it clear that Benny and I don't. Oh, I'm supposed to know what that is. That's not like a mystery. Yes, yes, no. No, it's not a mystery box. The mystery oh, I thought you were talking about the box that uh B4 was in which the bro- the data pieces Oh, oh yeah, no, yeah. I mean that's fair. No, I mean the literal box in space that she lives that in. That would be See, I like that kind of world building of it like what happened to the Romulans. I like that story. I like yeah. the the fact that the the idea of the two big Star Trek villains being kind of brought together and the Romulans and the Borg is interesting but then brings me to uh, hack premise number three it's just fucking Cylons man it's Battlestar Galactica the whole thing is the synthetic like it happened um, it's not just the supernova and the Romulans as this is about there was also a 9-11 style right like a synthetic uprising. possibly false flag of the uh, the shipyards on Mars which have a storied history in Star Trek sure. of being a rogue synthetics doing um, like a rebellion that nobody knows about. And so that's why. And so the, there's rogue synthetics. So it's Blade Runner. It's Cylons. <laughs> and you don't know who's a robot and who's not, which is like another like. All right. Right. We've done this. The, we've seen this. It, we've seen this before, and it's a hack kind of. And but you know what? It's also interesting. So, like I said, there's it's nuanced. Like there's things it it more or less works for what they've done on the show. But the idea of they're doing stuff that's been done before, you know, which yeah, you know, I want to see them go where no one has gone before as it were hey hey fuck and you. that doesn't mean ha- that doesn't mean they have to travel anywhere i just want to see you know like yeah but i mean yeah i would i would not complain if this show was set entirely on earth like if it's an interesting story then i i am all for a star trek show that like breaks the mold right in service and, of exploring the world and exploring this character right so benny why don't you take us to brooks brothers <laughs> To Brooks, are we talking collars? I want to talk. Uh, can we talk collars? Is I would that okay? love to talk collars for a second. You know, a lot of very interesting collars in this episode. Futuristic. This is, the, the fashion, fashion has gotten fascinating. So I would say that the suit that he wears during the interview scene is a fantastic suit. I like, I that love, like it. Yeah, I, like I liked it a lot. Yeah. I like the little pop collar on the jacket. I just, mm-hmm. I just think it's interesting. It's almost like it's kind of like a Nehru jacket but not really it stays open i am i'm just a big fan of that jacket and that is collar talk all right (laughs) that was collar talk everybody that's That's collar talk what a boy i mean that's the we're getting segment breakout segment of the podcast i believe uh oh yeah collar talk fan favorite that's but sean did you not like the collar is that what you were now you know i so it's funny so i'm sort of like i'm watching and like the collar was a later reveal of the suit. You sort of see the suit first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and I actually, I did, I thought to myself, well, what are suits in the future? How are suits different? Mm-hmm. And then that happened, and I said, mm, I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know. You, know, I don't, you don't like this dystopian 
version of (laughs) suits in the future. No, I I think those suits are the worst part of the future. (laughs) I'm not worried about uh, Starfleet's uh, 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 condoning the 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 natural genocide of a, a planet of people. Well, but then I guess here the weird part to me is that he then later is wearing a jacket with a normal collar, right? Right. It does it does raise some collar questions. And a shirt that has kind of the pop collar mm. underneath. Yeah. Right. See, all I want is collar consistency. Yeah, I would want <laughs> some consistency. Yeah. Didn't well didn't didn't we have we um, boy, I, I I don't I don't remember her name and I don't want to get the details wrong, but I'm gonna Dodge. No no no. We had a guest last season when we did uh disco season two who like did like a, a fashion blog or something. Well, no, that was uh Kristen from Toronto, now Montreal. Uh Ooh. Was, Congrats on the move! She, I think I think she's gonna really appreciate collar talk. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I'm, There's a I'm, blog called Fashion It So that she uh, recommended, and I will make that recommendation as well. Oh, it wasn't her blog, no. but she's just a fan yeah, of yeah. it. I understand. Okay, I apologize for the misattribution. But yeah, um, but yeah, I think I think there's a lot of uh, interesting fashion to to talk about, and I look forward to to later uh, uh, episodes of Collar Talk. I'm excited. Going back, speaking of fashion, going back to that necklace, huh, where, you know, yes. Picard's saying, that's so interesting, let me see it. And then he gives it back to her. She puts it back on, right? That happened. We saw this happen. And then um, then he goes to Starfleet, or goes to wherever she finds him. She gets taken out. The Romulans uh, find her. There's a big fight on the roof or whatever. And then she gets exploded she gets vaporized and she is dead and picard gets blown back you know 50 feet and knocked unconscious because he he's an old man and he does a pretty good job of showing that he's an old man in this um, yes he does he does he's acting yeah he's acting his ass off uh you know, yeah we knew he could do it you know but we did but so good for him yeah but so she's she's gone she's dodge is dead she's gone she's she has not for sure dead yeah but yet, when he wakes up, he's like, oh, I still have this necklace. How did he get the fucking necklace? Oh, I didn't it's, notice that. It goes yeah. back to how did he get in that chair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's all I'll say about that. But how did he get the necklace back? It's another thing. Just like, oh, well, we, we know that he had to have it. And it's... it's. I thought, didn't he, didn't he ask to see it? Like, ask to, like, hold it? He did, point? and then he gave it back to her. Oh, He I gave he it back. It. She she put it... No, she put it back on for sure. And, Yeah. So he gets blowed up. He doesn't have time to go pick it up off the ground because he's hot, you know. Well, he's unconscious, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so how do you get it back? I don't know. I don't think, and I'm pretty sure we're never going to get that answer. No, for sure not. <laughs> he just has it. It's just, a, it's just more like these, it's like, well. How do you get that necklace? Yeah, I don't know. So that's, Here, here's my that's question. that Akiva Goldsman magic. I'm going to blame on it. Yeah. Here's my question. Do we think that given the subject and the big bad of Disco Season 2, that there is going to be any sort of... No. I didn't want to talk about this, Glenn. I'm sorry. I don't... I don't no. I hope not, but no, I don't know. Here's... here's but that... Because that's the thing. If this... If this show ever makes any reference to Discovery, then the whole thing's bullshit. Are they happening at the same time? No, Discovery is like a century before this, at least. Um, well, and then it's now it's after, going to the right? future. Well, and so they made a promise, uh, yeah, that they would never talk no, about it's... that ship. <laughs> so yeah, they won't talk about Discovery. I don't think Alex Kurtzman, my favorite guy, 
I think I believe has said that when people have asked him about this, he's like, no, uh, th- when they killed Control, that does, that's not going to come up in Picard. I think he said that. But then also, he's from the creative team that gave us Star Trek Into Darkness that said uh, Cumberbatch is it's definitely not, not con. con. So yeah, God, I can't trust not. a word this guy says. Can't trust. I don't trust him at all. Act frankly, I don't. Yeah, uh, we shouldn't get into it. But if 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 they talk at all about Control or that crew or anything, then I don't buy. No, any it of just this. goes back to lazy tropes in sci-fi so let's hope the rogue ai is the thing that everybody goes back to and that's like that's what we got here again rogue sense rogue you know like okay Uh, so that so so did and here's where i have to apologize to the trek fans the trekkies that i am not one of you i am so sorry i am wasting everybody's time eat my asshole um is in TNG was was this ever like was the idea of the these like these synthetics going rogue explored like was this a theme no. with data with it was not a thing there was okay. uh no there's um Dr. Uh, Braxton or whatever he's mentioned in this episode Allison Pills old ex-boss yes. that ran away yeah he is in a TNG episode one of the great ones called Measure of a Man where he wants to take data and dismantle them so they can he can figure out how his positronic brain works i think that's the one i saw i think it is yeah and they have a trial to, where they just where he gets ruled legally sentient so he, they can't just murder him and yeah that is the sleep. one i saw yeah so that's the the guy that wants to do that is her boss that's disappeared oh okay and data later on mentions that he has a uh they've become friends of a sorts which is what allison pill says about uh data and her boss I see. Becoming friends of a sorts because that's interesting. Yeah. So he's going to be coming up, but again, it's the rogue AI. Like, and so, yeah, you know, it's all, but you know, for everybody getting mad at me for being too rough on this, I'll admit that the pieces are executed well enough. Yeah. So it's not a bad show. I'm just so, so like, that's like, there's, there's two different lenses. Like, I don't know what's true anymore about what people think is good <laughs> and what is bad. If it's not the the praxis of it, if you're good leftist and not because people that's big in Star Trek, you know, it's luxury gay space communism is what Star Trek's about, right? right? I mean, yeah, uh, and you know, making it saying, well, luxury gay space communism is not tenable and it collapses in on itself, like like Brexit or whatever. It's like, oh, that right, that's, that's a, not a popular. Uh, it's yeah. a bit of a downer, but you know, like the show also, I has the room to to tell a story of going back to the light and how we can get back to those ideals, which could be beautiful if it does that. But then if it just gets hung up on being like dark and serious and that means that things are all fucked up, then, then that's a bummer. Yeah. I mean, Nix and Derek, you know, uh, sorry, two friends of mine, big Star Trek fans, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, they, they just, they're, they're hesitant to even watch Picard and they've heard it's good. They've heard, but they just, it's not fun in the way that, you know, like Star Trek to them, like is supposed to be, you know, like in the way it, it was in the way. It, and there's some silly, you know, like campy stuff. There's some, but it, I, I, you know, yeah, as, as somebody not as versed in old Trek, but it does feel like it's not as silly as it right. used to yeah. be. I wonder what yeah. these shows would be like if the JJ movies didn't exist. Yeah, because right. they still yeah. feel so much more beholden to that, at least aesthetically. Well, this, one even, this one's built off of it. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Did anybody else notice like that there was a shit ton of lens flares in this? Yeah. yeah. Well, but but what Sean's referring to is the the supernova that they talk about is. The I know what Sean's referring to. Oh well. Yeah, but then, but even, but right, but it, I think it is even more interesting to talk about it in a technical aspect that there we're still making Star Trek the way that JJ decided we make That's Star Trek now. That's what I'm trying now. to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's, I think it's, that is it's really bad. Robot. It's his production company. Yeah. It's a, is know. it really? If there's one thing yeah. we've learned is that JJ Abrams can be trusted with all of our classic sci-fi right properties. Right. He doesn't have anything. To, it's his company. His his partner his crime no, alex I, kurtzman I'm, I'm joking around oh uh, yeah you know because you know you know you know how i feel everybody can trust alex kurtzman yeah oh my god the best <laughs> we love that guy yeah, yeah um so i had a question for you wade and, and i guess if any of other you uh dudes have uh, insight on this so picard's running a vineyard mm-hmm. and my understanding is that the society of the federation is 100 percent post-scarcity there yep. is nothing that can't be manufactured using uh, replicator technology, and I've asked this before, actually. Uh, so why do they have any? Why do they make? Why is there a vineyard? If you can just, if you can, if you can replicate the wine that Louis the Fifteenth drank, Glenn. All right, this is this is a toss up. This is an easy one. You can't replicated stuff tastes different. It's there's people in the future have changed their whole worldview to like be about not about accumulating things. But like, there's something about that handmade quality that people respond to that tastes different than maybe a replicated wine. There's replicated food. Might they say in DS9 that just just doesn't taste the same. So um, is that also like in the future? It's a post scarcity. You can do whatever you want, but the the accumulation of wealth is not what guides the Federation. That's what uh, Picard says in TNG when people ask about it uh, when he talks to Mark Twain or something. <laughs> <laughs> a Star wild thing to say out of context right so the accumulation of wealth isn't but you you can make do whatever you want that gives your life meaning some people really enjoy making cheese because they just love the craft right. of it and they can and you don't have to worry about you know selling it on honestly but like if you're chateau picard and your family's been making this wine for generations and it's got a a, a following then there's going to be people, especially if you're a famous admiral, that people will want that because there's something, there's that handmade touch that people want. So, follow up question. So, well, two. He's not making wine to live, they're making wine. They're living to make wine. Yes, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Um, but so, what you're saying is like food and beverages are basically treated like how some people treat vinyl, where it's like, oh, you know, it sounds different. Like you can tell, you can yes. really tell the difference. Right, and you can listen to to music on Spotify, or you can, you know. Yeah, yeah. The vinyl uh, analogy is probably pretty apt. Yeah. Okay, then. Th- so that makes sense to me. So, uh, uh, next part. So, given that this is none of this is for the accumulation of wealth or you know any uh, genuine requirement to um, to make this stuff, I guess. Is it moral to take up that much land? I mean, the, the population of Earth has got to be in at minimum in the there's, like l- low tens of billions. Well, there's um, it, you've watched plenty of TOS. You notice how every time they go out, they're going off to a colony somewhere. Uh, right. I guess they just were like, "Fuck off!" Like you can't stay on Earth anymore. Yeah. Well, it's like people want to go out, so like, yeah, there's room for Earth. You know, 
there's 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 plenty the earth's pretty big and space is even bigger so and listen and i think and you know like maybe this isn't like a star trek explanation but like you know i mean it can be my explanation we established that he's a celebrity yeah and that you know, brings like, me to my third question. So who? Oh my God! Is is Picard retiring to a chateau? The twenty fourth century equivalent of like Orson Welles doing those frozen pea and wine commercials, where he's like, no. "Well, you know, I, I'm not." No. It's like, do you even trick, bro? <laughs> <laughs> like, I I really his don't. family has owned that estate for like centuries, presumably. It's set up in the canon that his family. It, that's from the show. He, his family, he's from that region, and it's been in the family for a long time. Right, so it's not strange. It's not like he just, it, it, they didn't happened. make that up for the show. No, of course, okay. That's, it, but if, it's, you, if you watch the f- finale, All Good Things, which is better than most of the TNG movies, it's in his old age. He's, he's an old man with a beard, and he looks younger than he does now in some sense, because, you know, where he's working right, on, he the, on the Chateau Picard. Oh, that's fun. So, so it's that's like Sherlock great. Holmes retiring to be a beekeeper. That's yeah. that's really what I'm seeing. Yes. All right, guys. All my questions have been answered. Thank you. Very all right. Much. I'm glad glad we could do that. Uh, if you... all right, Glenn, we'll see you next. Time. <laughs> all right, we'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's a good time to start wrapping it up. Probably. I think. Yeah, um, I think so. I think we pretty much covered uh, what needs covering. Well, I'll just say one yeah, thing. Yeah, please. Patrick Stewart is fucking spectacular yeah and i love this character i don't know this character but from moment one he had me and i I feel like it's just it's it's just a beautiful beautiful part i totally i think it's a great idea to give him a a series i think you know it's obviously like different for star trek but like this is a fantastic character and he reminds me a lot of president bartlett from um West Wing. The West Wing, and I would like to see a similar thing for him. A nice sort of meditation kind of show. Yeah, except I hate the West Wing, personally. But Well, hey, it's pretty great. So Here's my hot take. I, what I don't want is a President Bartlett, like, if everybody just agreed and did what I want, we'd solve everything because everybody's good at heart, and, every, and all these mm-hmm. people mean well, and we just have differences of opinions. Like, right. some people don't mean well. Like, that's not how yeah. politics work. That's not how... There are people on the West Wing that don't mean well. Yeah. It's all about power, not, like, in the best interest of the country right. in a lot of places. Yeah. Well, and that's... And, I mean, that just... My hot take is the West Wing's a good show, but it's a dog shit blueprint for modern politics or any politics for that matter. I haven't actually watched What are we shit on the West Wing for? I, I, wonder, I, I love the West Wing. I wonder how hard it was, if at all... To convince Patrick Stewart to come back for this. Probably I not hard like, at all. He's probably super into it. It seems imagine, like he's having a blast. I mean, it really... Right, I imagine he was pretty game for it. And I imagine, like, if he wasn't, that this premise could have gotten him in. Right. Like, I imagine this really feels like... If you, well, like something... I read an article saying that, like, he had the... Like, he agreed to do it, but then he had them rewrite the whole pilot. Wow! Oh, interesting. Apparently, like, none of, apparently, like, none of the stuff... I think none of the stuff with data maybe was in the pilot. Like oh, wow. data like wasn't involved. That was Oh, that's interesting. Kind of somehow came from like the thrust of him. Huh. Well, I mean, it was a thing like talking about the uh talking about clichés in Hollywood. I mean, he's come he's been on record saying he had no interest in coming back to the character until he got this really great idea from these writers that really this idea that really brought him home. That like and, you know, that's probably true, but that's also, you hear that from every 
like star associated with a work when they come back to it. <sighs> that you know, Sigourney yeah. Weaver said the same thing about Alien Resurrection, and that movie was dog shit. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know, so that's another. But you know, I all I, you know, it's it goes back to like there's two ways to view it. Like, it's probably true. I could be cynical and say that's a hack thing and that's PR speak because that's that's a you hear that every time when somebody comes back to a thing after 15, 20 years. Yeah, that's so true. But then at the same time, you know, I wanted to see the best in it and it works as an argument. <laughs> so all this hack stuff that I'm annoyed with and the Akiva convenient plot uh, is convenient, like the uh, the twin thing, like, oh, well, yeah, it's a thing because it's just a, it's just. You just got to take for granted that They're, they could only make two of them. Is that yeah. a pre-established thing in the canon that they always make them in twos? No, that's bullshit. Right, does Data have a twin? Well, actually, he does. Uh, well, that I mean, the, but the it's the guy in the, the drawer. That's was? the episode that Shut Up Wesley is from. <laughs> right. Actually, the the guy in the drawer was not his twin. There's Data has a brother named Lore uh. who is evil. But then Lore was dis- <laughs> dismantled and put in a box sometime. I can't remember when. And Lore is kind of the opposite of Data. Yeah, he's I guess. the, he's the like emotion. Well, yeah. Stories that are told as opposed to hard facts. Yeah, Data's the emotionless robot looking to be human. Lore was, had emotions, but he was evil and they fought a lot. Um, hmm. But it was, I found it interesting that the show never mentioned him at all. But B4 was an extra thing they threw on at the end of Star Trek Nemesis when they killed Data. It's a movie that nobody really likes that much, <laughs> except, you know, it was the, it was the final uh, Star Trek TNG movie. Right. But B4 is a, is a prototype of Data that's in the box. How many Star Trek TNG movies are there? Uh, I think there's three TNG movies. Uh, First Contact, Insurrection, and Nemesis. Is that right? Uh, oh, Generations. Generations was the first yeah. one, yeah. So, yeah. So, B4 was a prototype of data that they found in the last movie that they just made up on the spot because they needed to replace... God, what a stupid name. Yeah. And arguably, uh, there's fan theories on the internet uh, on, like, these uh, private chats that I'm on with all the nerds that, you know, are better about figuring this shit out than I am. Uh, And worse about it because they get into minutia that nobody gives a shit about that's working on the show, especially... Uh, someone yep. like Alex Kersman who just is like right in these convenient plot things. But yeah, there's that uh, B4 is they that maybe Dr. Brack, whatever this guy's name, I can't remember, yeah. stole B4's brain. Braddock, yeah. Uh, stole, stole B4's brain because they said they only needed one neuron to be able to create. That's also mm-hmm. another. Yeah, that felt, that felt very specific when they're like all we need is one positron to right. you know clone everything which makes me think that even dodge is going to come back right like well it's your sister's there and and like the idea that in measure of a man he has to to create to do his work on the positron brain he has to dismantle data and that before was dismantled and before he died data uploads a lot of his data to before and then he sacrifices himself so right if, if the the mystery doctor who's not seen took that and ran away and then create and worked with the Romulans or something. That's like a fan theory, but right. Is the doctor on that cube? Yeah. Right. So who knows? That's what we're thinking. Yeah. Huh? All right. Listen, I'm excited to watch more, which is uh, a cool feeling. Yeah. And yeah, and I've been dogging on it, but you know what? I, you know, it's, it's, you're allowed to dog on it. You're allowed to have yeah, concerns. Yeah, yeah. 
it's it's like I can I can I see all the kind of it's put together in kind of a hack way, but on, at the same time, most of it works. Yeah, tonally, Michelle Culpepper, the director, I think, did a great job with this. Um, I loved that little intro montage with Blue Skies playing. Right. Yeah. Even though it really had nothing to do with the, re- it's kind of hacky if you think about it. No, but, but it was coo- it was cool though. And yeah. Blue Skies is actually um, how I think Nemesis ends with Data singing that song. Oh. So. Oh, okay. And so starting with that clues you in that what's the over under on tom hardy making an appearance i'm gonna say zero (laughs) why he was in he's the he's the romulan clone of picard and nemesis yeah oh that's wild Uh, yeah uh uh, absolutely not not gonna happen but bradley cooper (laughs) showed up on the limitless show so i don't know (laughs) right did he really he was in the pilot holy shit tv show yeah yeah. but that seems insane right can you Uh, imagine how much they had to pay for that Yup, I think it was in his contract uh, for yeah. the movie. Uh, yeah. I uh, think maybe. they, uh, yeah, but yeah, they're paying a lot for their guest for Picard, I assume. But oh, for sure. Yeah, and then who knows how much for all the other uh, cameos from TNG? I think they're just happy to be uh, given the opportunity. Were those uh, were those that man and woman with him? Are those like TNG people? No, those are Romulan refugees, I believe. With oh, okay, with cool. an Irish accent. That's very funny. But, yeah, you know what? If Picard, a Frenchman, has a English yeah, accent, exactly. I'll I'll, well, oh, yeah. I'll let slide a Romulan with an Irish accent. Fine. Jean-Luc. Well, yeah, and think of how many accents are on each planet. Like, not everyone on Earth has an you know an English or American accent. Like, it's like yeah, fuck off. They're gonna be yeah, like, but like have your own accent. Not don't steal from ours. <laughs> Right, <laughs> <laughs> but you know maybe she learned English in Ireland or something. Fine, well I'll let it slide. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Studied abroad or something. Right, right. But, so, yeah. So that was that show. I'm excited to cool. see it here go forward. Um, I'm in. I, I want to know what collars we have in store for us. Mm, yeah. Oh, my God. More collar yeah. talk. But, uh, yeah. I don't know what else I have to say. Good dog. You don't have to, you, <laughs> Oh, he's a very good dog. Love that dog. Killed a bird. That's oh, wild. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like they named him number one before they realized that they were going to get uh, Jonathan Frakes. <laughs> right and marina surface yeah. on the show but uh yeah that's very funny but uh I don't know, i'm into it yeah will will the dog come on the spaceship he has to right oh yeah yeah i think of course and yeah, i think it's no you know it's because patrick stewart is really into uh pitbull rescues i think that's oh that's yeah. right oh yeah. cool oh that's so nice i didn't know yeah. that sorry i'm a real i have a pitbull rescue yeah and uh i mean she's the best so Aww. oh that's so sweet Hey, do we, do we, uh, I mean, this might be another fucking stupid question, but whatever. Like, do we know what the Enterprise is up to right now? Is it, like, not existent? Um, is it? Well, it's been decommissioned, it looked like, because he goes to the storage locker that has all, uh, all the effects from when he was the captain. I don't know what the, and I think it gets destroyed and remade at different places. I don't know. Like, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, do, like, do we, is he getting on the Enterprise again? No. Is that what we, you I know? Okay. Not. But I don't know. I, I honestly don't know the answer to your question. Cool. Other than he's not getting on the Enterprise, I don't think they're going to be. Okay. We we know that. But yeah. So, I, I mean, that's I, you know, new ship's always fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. So. Dope. Can I plug my Twitter real quick? Oh, yeah. Everybody <laughs> wants to do plugs. Follow me on Twitter. I don't tweet. But what I would encourage you to do is follow me and fucking troll the shit out of yeah. me. Yeah. Say mean things. Say horrible things. 
make me feel bad, hurt my feelings, make it specific to me, make it fucking mean. I will come back at you hard. Oh, it's at Benny Schechner, S-C-H-E-C-K-N-E-R. Yeah. Everybody that wants to come at, if you want to come at the uh, podcast, Twitter, Kickers Podcast, and troll us, don't. That's what Benny's for. That's what I do. Yeah, he's... You troll me so you don't have to troll them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> I just want to see if anybody will, like, legitimately troll me. That'd be yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah I mean, they might. Yeah, hey, we're... It's a good way to measure uh, use, uh, listener metrics. Yeah, exactly. The measure of a man. <laughs> yes. At Benny Schechner, troll me. All right, we'll put that in the notes. All right. Uh, <laughs> any final plugs? Nope. No, nah, I, right. yeah, I don't know. Nothing I don't, really. I don't plug. Right. Sean is at Danger Zone Taco. That's true. I am at Danger Zone Taco, but I don't tweet much. Glenn, I don't remember what your handle is. Uh, what? It's it's weird. It's we'll put it in the notes. Wonder <laughs> Wonderville. It's one D and Dierville. Yeah. Um, oh, you have you have the you just yeah, use the I, yeah I just yeah I just use that. You might need order. to change that soon. I don't know. It's wa- it's Wand and Derville now. <laughs> that that might not exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. With an ampersand, with an ampersand in between. Yeah. There's an ampersand. Yes, there is an ampersand in it. It's wait, I'll put it in the notes. End the show. Yeah. Hey, Sean, what about Little Greek? No, we're not doing that. This is a different <laughs> what podcast. Is that? This is I this completely in... forgot. Nope. Every episode of Disco Home Companion, I plugged the restaurant Little Greek not... that was in Orlando where Nikki and I lived. <laughs> no, I'm putting my foot down. This is a new. We're starting a new. No. <laughs> All right. Next week, I'll pick another local mm-hmm. Greek restaurant. <sighs> All right, yeah. So, see what what we get next week, and I'm so sorry to say that what I can't Picardly wait for the next. Woo! <laughs> Picarding is such sweet sorrow. We don't have a song for that, Glenn. No, he's yeah, he's doing the. <laughs> I'm sorry. The All right, do it again. No. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'll send you a subspace message from my wider-reed friends. My dog number one has done some damage to this bird that can no longer
Yeah.